0: Hello and welcome to the Life is Story podcast. I'm Josh Olds. Uh Today we have a very, very special guest and uh, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we never thought we'd get him on the program, but by golly, we did it. Uh, our special guest today is actually a Jack Wagon. That's right. Now, do you go by Mr. Wagon or what exactly should I call you?
1: You can call me uh, Sir, Sir Wagon. Sir Wagon, uh, okay. You can call me, yeah, ma'am.
0: Uh, yeah. That's
1: me. A lot of people don't know what that means. Should I, should we discuss what that word means? Sure. Because so some people are like taken aback by, it, cause it sounds like it's bad, but it's actually mm. comes from the military. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a military term that years ago they used to put, like when they needed carts to, to haul stuff around, they would just use old pieces of junk and basically garbage to put carts together and they would break down and they were very unreliable. And so that's me. Hmm. That's, uh, that's what I am, and so I, I embrace it.
0: So, if your if your publicist is, is correct, and I'm hoping she is, then you are on a bus on tour right now, on the way to the show. So, uh, who, yeah. who's getting some Tim Hawkins love tonight? Uh, the great people of Illinois
1: are getting uh, uh, are getting it tonight. We're uh, we're doing two. We did a show here last night, one more here tonight, and then on to I don't even know where I'm going. I have to go to my own website. Just to, to see. Find out where I'm going next. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just
0: like I hope the driver knows where he's going. <laughs> just jump on the bus. And no, I'm just in the back.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's like you have to. Sometimes you just you don't know where you are. You have to. I like sometimes before I go on stage, I was like, okay, where am I? Because I have said the wrong place before oh, in front of an audience, and it doesn't yeah. go well. Believe yeah, or not. that's
0: not that's not that's not funny. Unfortunately, it's yeah. not. People take that personally. All right. Well, we we have you here today to talk about your upcoming book, the Diary of a Jack Wagon. Uh, but I actually mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I wanted to begin by talking about your stand up career, just because that's what the book's built on. Uh, mm-hmm. What yeah. was it that made you decide? Hey, stand up comedy sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it's more desperation. I think I I tried everything else, and I didn't. It's not like I had a choice. I mean, you know, I'm married. i got married. I'm starting to have kids and got to pay the bills so it's like I I knew I wanted to do comedy in some way but you know let's get real I mean you gotta you you can't we gotta pay the bills with with money and so I mean for many years I was I just jumped from job to job just trying to figure out what it was I was supposed to do for the rest of my life and then it was really my wife who pushed me into uh, she says you need to make a decision here you can't you're, you're, you're in two different places. You need to make a choice and go for it. And yeah, that was, I've been full time for about 14 years now. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's it's a fun job. It's, it's fun to learn. And I've come, you know, a long way, um, you know, since, (laughs) since I, since, you know, I started doing this. So it's, it's, it's really, really a cool journey.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point along the way or you know, that you ever thought, aha, you know, I, I've did it, I've done it, I'm, I'm a comedian now?
1: Wow. Um, it's such a gradual process. I think that, um, I, I don't know, you know, there's no real graduations or any kind of milestones, I think. Um, you know, I think when you start doing shows that start to sell out on a regular basis, mm. it's like, okay, we're doing something right here. You know, and I think that, the, a lot of things had to kind of come, come into play. I mean, my brother became my manager, um, you know, back in 2002. So that took care of the business part, which I wanted no part of. Mm. And then, you know, YouTube comes along and we had a buddy that says, you need to start, you know, putting some stuff out there, putting some content out there, which a lot of comedians, believe it or not, won't put their stuff on YouTube because they think they'll burn it out, you know? Right. But it's a contradiction. It's like, well, I want people to know who I am. We'll put your stuff on YouTube. Well, then they'll know who I am, you know. And uh, so that the YouTube is really the engine of what of, of of what I do. And um, so that it was kind of fortunate that way.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I, as you've grown, you know, the last fourteen years, full time comedian. Um, mm. Obviously, you're, you're developing a lot of material, and a lot of that comes out yeah. in the book. Um, what, what's your process for deciding? Oh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, well, that's funny, but it's only funny to me. So I probably not don't need to say that from stage. Or no, that's oh, not you funny like at what all. Did, yeah, like what is your process? Are you talking about
1: just developing it for the stage. Yeah, yeah, it's real. It's um it, I think I start with what I'm passionate about. I don't try to think of what's funny. I think the things, the things that you passionately believe, that's what's going to kind of be more effective on stage because mm-hmm. you're going to believe it. You're going you're to perform it better. So when I sit down and, and write something, it, I just live my life and I make notes pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we were talking, uh, here's an example a couple days ago. Um, we were just talking, me and some travel buddies, uh, at lunch. And one of them said that he saw something on, on TV about Africa. It said that the most dangerous animal in Africa is the hippo. And like more people get killed by hippos than any other animal in Africa. Well, I found, you know, then we started joking about that, you know, and then I started talking about, well, and doing a riff on hungry, hungry hippos. And that's how he was killed. Where mm-hmm. like the, you remember the old game <laughs> Hungry Hungry I hip-hop? do,
0: I do. It's <laughs> making a comeback in our youth groups. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so
1: that I used that last night, and it, and it went really well. So I mean, it's it's uh, I, I don't try to sit down and write witty things. That's not who I am. I just write what's what kind of what kind of happens in my life, and that's and most people I find that most jokes that people laugh at it's just because they relate to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now it's almost like they're relieved by it that they're not the only ones that, that have said this something like or done something. It's uh, it's kind of a connection that way. So I find out the more I can connect and tell the truth, then the more successful I've been. So I'm gonna keep doing that.
0: Yeah. Um, this always comes up with any any discussion of comedy. Uh, but when when I put it out there that I was going to be interviewing you and asking mm-hmm. people to submit questions on social media, this came up time and time again. They were they were asking a lot of people want to know: Did you find it harder to get noticed uh, because of the context in which you decided to do comedy? Because you decided to stay clean? and Because you decided to stay family friendly? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that made it harder for you, or just like you know, this is who I am, so it's what I have to do?
1: Right. Well, I found that it's it's just an untapped. Um, huge gold mine and i'm just saying that from so many i think everybody enjoys comedy but i think so many people get passed over it because it's just too dirty man i mean it's just i mean as a parent myself i I don't want to watch a movie where i have my you know my hand on the on the control where okay just you know waiting for for something to happen that you know what i'm saying it's just yeah I, i i it's um you could comedy doing, doing comedy in a clean style is a great challenge to me because you can't fall back on, you know, the punchline being something lewd or whatever. And I'm not dogging people who do it. I mean, the guys who do it, they just, that's just the way, that's just the way they've decided to do it. I just think there's a lot more opportunity. If you, you can do a clean act and be really funny at it. Mm
0: -hmm. And I heard
1: somebody say, once you can make it, you can make a clean act dirty, but you can't make a dirty act clean. And, um, You know, that just, it just, it doesn't mean I'm more clever. It just means that's just, that's who I am. And, and, you know, even growing up, the the comedians that I like the most were really pretty clean. I mean, yeah, I like George Carlin. I like other people like that. I mean, come on. But, but a lot of those guys, I just, um, they weren't saying funny things as much as they were just funny people. And that's kind of what, that's kind of what I do, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I'm when when most people are joking around at, at their house, they're just they're just being themselves. So <laughs> that's just I'm just going to keep doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, who would you so, say that your uh, your comedic influences are? Is there any people that really stand out to you?
1: Um, like growing up, I, I really I always loved physical comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody from Chris Barley to Jerry Lewis, Steve Martin. Um, you know, and then you go you got Seinfeld. Who was kind of to me? He was the bridge between the old style of comedy and the new style. Yeah. Um, He was more observational. It wasn't, uh, you know, like take my wife, please, and all this stuff. And Mm. it was, it was more just everyday stuff. Uh, Of course, Brian Regan. He's he's probably he's probably the best I've ever seen. And he's the one that kind of opened my eyes to how funny you can be Mm. uh, with that style of comedy.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, oh yeah, and it's the, the, the the. the thing about comedy is, what most comedians is when they first start, they pretty much mimic their favorite comics. So I was a lot more Brian Regan-esque when I started, but mm-hmm. then you kind of get your own voice, yeah. and you still have those kind of touches, but it kind of, kind of, you know, it takes over with your own with your own personality and your own way of doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, one of the things that people like the most about your comedy is the fact that you incorporate music, you incorporate parody songs mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite?
1: My favorite what? My,
0: your favorite parody song you've ever written.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, that's a good question. I tell people it's like finding out your favorite child. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, which is Spencer, but that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually tell him. But uh, my favorite, gosh, that's a great, um, oh gosh. Like, uh, one of my favorites is uh, Paintball Wizard. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a parody of Pinball Wizard. I just love it because it's the Who song and it's, it's out of control. I did one that I don't do so much on stage. It was a David Bowie uh, parody of a space, is it Space Oddity or Space? It's Ground Control to Major Tom, yeah, but it's yeah. about. A GPS system. I did that. I really liked it. So, um, but you know, I mean, the ones that um, uh, homeschool family. That's still. I still think that's a funny one. Mm-hmm. It's an Adams family parody, with by homeschooling. I just think, it's, I think it's funny because because I, well, I referenced the word. Fooder. I was a
0: homeschool family, so I'm. I know there you go. About. Isn't that crazy? Is it's they? like that's I.
1: Yeah, us too. And um, I think homeschool. That's the thing that you ask about material writing. I think homeschool material is the easiest <laughs> material i There's so I've much there. Written. You can just
0: write it for forever. It really is. And it's like, it's
1: cool because it's changed so much mm-hmm. because yeah. you know that, I mean, years ago it used to be the fringes of society used to homeschool. So you'd get the, the ultra right conservative people homeschooling, and then you have the ultra left hippies, mm-hmm. you know? So you got one family who, you know, makes their own soap and the other family that grows their own pot, you know? <laughs> so it's like, but now it's all mainstream. It's so mainstream now. And, and my gosh, homeschoolers are just real cool people. I, I find them to be really edgy folks. They're, they're out doing it, you know, they got fed up with the school system and they're doing it themselves. Not everybody's good at it <laughs> or probably should be doing it. I don't know what your experience was. I had but, a really good experience. Um, so. Did you really? Yeah. Yes, I did. It's really made. You know, and I was for us, you know, me doing, especially me doing comedy and and working. Um, I always, uh, I was always sold on it, and it was mm-hmm. great because I I knew that my wife, you know, it was a it was a financial um, adjustment for her right. to stay home and homeschool, but it was so worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I'm sure I'm sure that's one of the things I do not regret yeah. ab- about
0: my life. Yeah. So. All right, well, let's move on to the book, Diary of a Jack Wagon On sale mm-hmm. August fourth. Pre-order now. Now there are million, well, potentially millions of people listening to the podcast. Probably mm-hmm. like thousands, but you know, yeah, I like to, I like to pretend. Trillions. Uh, yeah, trillions, trillions of people listening to the podcast. So they're out there, and they're like, I, I convince, convince them. They need, they need convince, convince them to buy the book.
1: Convince them. Well, you know what? This is just what I know how to do. I mean, that, it's, I, I didn't. I didn't talk. I'm not talking about my life story because it's really, you know, it's not that. It's not that amazing. It's just. It's just my comedy, my observations. What's cool about a book is that you can go to different places you can't do on stage. You can kind of. Uh, you, you don't have the time constraints, so it's great. It's 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 in great readable uh, chapters. The chapters are fast enough. You can go and do a bathroom session um <laughs> that's always nice <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm saying? and yeah so it's a great bathroom book um yeah it's just a great way i, I i'm excited because it's another great way to connect with with those people who i call my fans and um it, it's 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 my first endeavor doing it and i've got great support thomas nelson they make great stuff and they're they're yeah. great a great company to work with so just just get it
0: yeah, like this, this was yeah, a very quick read, it. but I had a very very bad gastrointestinal day that day. <laughs> it was a very quick read. Your legs went numb, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, you, oh. you said in the introduction, you, this is sort of your comedy journal you know, or, or pieces of it. You write stuff down. That stuff made it into the book. So was, it, was there mm-hmm. anything that was in the book that you found funny, but then yeah, editors didn't and said, it has to go?
1: Oh, that's a, oh my good. Now, yeah, um, <laughs>
0: that I found funny that they
1: didn't. No, I, I think yeah. everything was, All right. no, I don't think we had, I, I can't, maybe I just blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> but, you know, that, I was kind of, ex, I kind of expect that when, I mean, that's the way I do it, that I, I'm not with like a record label or another large corporate thing. It's just, I've always done it on my own. So it's, you, you kind of get, that's the cool thing is you get to make your own decisions and edit at will. And if you make a mistake, you have to take responsibility for it. Right. But, but I think Thomas Nelson, the guys there, they knew who I was pretty, pretty, pretty well. Most of it was just grammatical, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it was just gra- grammar. And, um, I worked with a, uh, with a writer, uh, John Driver, who we put this together. And so he helped me kind of figure out, you know, put it in, put it in book form. And uh, because it's hard, I mean, writing a book is, mm. you know, if, if you looked at my act, a lot of it, if you just like, there's nothing here. I mean, a lot of it is just the way you perform it, right? whether it's a pause or, or that. So that was a cool challenge to try to, you know, take those things that work non you know, that work non-verbally or, or verbally, whatever, mm-hmm. and put it on the page.
0: So, yeah, well, I'll have to say, you know, if you're, if you're a fan, um, then... I have heard you enough that when I was reading the book, I actually was slowing myself down subconsciously because mm-hmm. I was hearing your voice in my head. And then you know, I was yeah. reading parts of the book before bed, and then I was I was going to bed that night, and I had Tim Hawkins in my head. And that was that was a yeah. weird experience. Um, yeah, that's, I would say that that's how it comes through in the book. It really comes through with, with your tone and your voice uh so if if people don't know you as much then they may not they may not get that but i can tell you from my personal experience tim hawkins fans they're going to read this and it's going to be like oh yeah yeah (laughs) well cool well yeah that's it's a it's you
1: know it's like anything it's you have to throw it out there and do your best and it's Mm -hmm. you can't be afraid of failure i mean that's the thing about comedy or anything i mean you have to are doing a podcast for crying out loud i mean when you when you go out there, sometimes you don't really totally know what you're doing, but it that's that's essential. That's how you learn. That's how you get better. And um, and I'm, I had a great time doing it. And I'm I, I want to do another book. And um, yeah, I just feel like I'm you know a little bit closer to to where I want to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, you've been a great sport. I want to honor your time. I've got a few more questions for you. Sure. And these questions, they, they come from the peanut gallery. Uh, when, when we okay. scheduled this interview, I threw out on social media. Um, hey, I'm interviewing Tim Hawkins. If you want to submit your questions, um, I might read a few. And so here we go. <clears throat> Let okay. me, I got to pull it out of my hat. Uh, this comes from uh, Andrea holtman and, and this might be a tough one to answer so let's let's see how what you can do she, she asked you know if you had to draw a picture to illustrate how your brain works what would that picture look like
1: <laughs> that is one of the better questions I've ever heard I do you have Andrea's phone number maybe I can talk to her for you can help me through some work, through yeah, some things. I don't. If maybe. I, if I, yeah,
0: you explain it and maybe she'll draw it. I don't know. Oh, uh, if I if I drew a picture of somebody trying, you know, a
1: firework going off, and somebody trying to go and catch each one of the little sparks, <laughs> you know, that's probably my brain right there. Yeah. Try to catch them in a basket.
0: Yeah, I don't don't actually try to catch fireworks in a basket, folks. It, it it's a good it's a good mental picture, but I'm afraid you'll get burned. Yeah. Um, all right. So, oh, this, this one comes with a disclaimer that it is not my question. So I am not the one okay. asking this. This is from a fan. Uh, Chandler right. Bainter wants to know, he was like, dude, you've had so many different looks over the years. Why so many oh changes in how you look? Seriously, uh, why? I,
1: I don't. I don't know. I think I just get tired. Ty- you know, you get tired of it. I think you say, well, let, let my hair grow long for a while. And it gets really long and you just get tired of it. And you, you cut that, then you grow a beard. And it's like, this is kind of cool. I feel feels comfortable, and, um, and, and, you know, sometimes it's like where you go. I mean, we went to Alaska a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be confused as a local. <laughs> so I just let my beard grow real long, and somebody actually said, you know, asked me if I was from there. So I was like, sleep. Yes, you did it. So, it, yeah, but it's also, it's like I'm getting older, let's be honest. I mean, my hair is getting thinner. So, like, if I let it grow longer, it just doesn't look good. I look like I'm sick. So um, it, it's just... Yeah, um. You know, some guys, they'll stay, the, they'll look exactly the same their whole lives. For me, I, it's, it's not really a, a choice. I just, I just, I guess I just get bored.
0: Yeah, I just thought maybe you had somebody in your publicity department, you know, doing your headshots, and they're like, they're like, all right, yeah. I need another paycheck. All right, let's convince Tim that the way he looks isn't good anymore. Let's go. Long hair, Tim, long That's hair. That's right. No kidding. It's like,
1: it's like companies like Dr. Pepper, they keep coming up with new products, you know, different versions. I'm like... The, your Dr Pepper is awesome. You don't have to do anything new to it. You don't have to put cherry in it or vanilla, or put it in a new can or whatever. It's just the same old thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just. And I, I think I do like variety. I mean, that's kind of the way I look. Maybe that's kind of a personification of what my show is. I mean, I'm I'm always trying to throw in some new some new thing. Maybe it's maybe it's kind of like um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, subconscious where I'm trying to keep people guessing I don't know I don't know they, maybe is that's this it Tim is.
0: Hawkins I think it may not be Tim Hawkins it's not what he looked like the last time I saw him <laughs> it, you know uh, what it's true it's like sometimes I'll come
1: I'll go out on stage tonight and there'll be people like is that really him he's not that's not what he looks like in a Chick-fil-A video oh, yeah no.
0: he so. looks so much different on YouTube
1: Mm-hmm. I love it when people say that you look different you look different live okay what, what does that mean yeah, yeah.
0: The real Tim so. Hawkins died in 2010, guys. This is all a cover up.
1: <laughs> in my doppelganger yes. at first. I do.
0: All right, last question for you. You were in Tulsa, sure. Oklahoma a few years ago, or in a few months yeah. ago, and I couldn't go because it was at a women's conference. And this made me very upset yeah. because I tried to get in. They wouldn't let me in. Um, mm-hmm. So when is the next time you're going to be in Tulsa? You don't have any
1: idea. Um, I, I do not know. I know I go to Oklahoma you know, once or twice yeah. at least yeah, quite a year. Often. Yeah. But I um I do uh, I do love Oklahoma. That was it has a warm place in my heart. One of my first jokes is about Oklahoma.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: driving to uh, <clears throat> Durant, Oklahoma.
0: Durant. Speaking yep.
1: of writing material, Durant and there's a sign that said Oklahoma Shakespeare Festival. Yeah.
0: We don't we and don't And my brother was that.
1: with me. And my brother was with me, and he, and he pointed out, he goes, you see that? And I'm like, yep, I'm already writing down. So I'm like, I was like, yep, when I want to see some no, good Shakespeare, whole... I know where to go. Durant, <laughs> Oak, what a hotbed of Shakespearean acting. That's a whole I'm show like, right Romeo, there. Romeo, where y'all at? You know. So, uh, yep, yeah, good old Oklahoma, man. Carrie Underwood's from there.
0: A lot of, of country yeah, stuff. Yeah. Darth Brooks, right? Blake Shelton, he, he's from Oklahoma, isn't he? Uh, well, you know, I don't have my list in front of me, so I don't… You're a homeschooler. You yeah, don't even have a radio. Um, no, no. I'd, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> all right, well son, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. It's been a blast. Sure. You know, wish I could talk with you longer. Man, I'm, but I'm flattered, you dude, got, really. i have got not... places to go and things to do and jokes to say. So, I mean, I, again, I, thank I gotta, you so much. i got got
1: breakfast to go eat. Yeah. Yeah, breakfast. And yeah, let's do it again sometime. That's fun. All right, sure thing.